Hello, and welcome back to Project Parts. Project Parts. This is, uh, I'm John, and I'm here with Nick Bacinas. Yeah, Nick just works, but whatever. Nick, Nick, Nick is good. I'm John, and here's Nick's first and last name. <laughs> John, don't, don't look me up on the internet. You don't want to find out what's, uh, what's on there. Uh, so we're here, we're Project Parts, and I kind of want to just real quick go into what exactly Project Parts is uh, and what it isn't. What we're not is we are not industry-leading experts. Thank you. Uh, yes, we are on the internet, but that doesn't mean that we are like industry-leading experts. We're not saying what we're going to tell you is going to fix all of your problems. We're saying uh, that we just want to provide a resource for people who are starting out in parts and or are parts managers. And there's just nothing out there. Because when we came up as parts managers, we learned everything self-taught. Yeah. I mean, there was nothing. We just want to help you people. We just want to help you. So we know we were in a position where it was frustrating being thrown into a position as a parts guy or as a manager. And it just is hard. And there's no resources other than the people who have trained you. And, and since everybody does everything different everywhere you go all yes. the time, it can be really confusing. It can be very confusing and it can be uh, tough because a lot of parts managers like to hide information. So uh, we're here to uncover all that information and that as best we can. Yeah, that is project parts. Okay, so uh, today we are going to be talking about reports. Right. First things, though. Yes. My chair sucks. Your side. So- I, <laughs> I hate this chair. <laughs> it is true. I have like this nice swivel chair. And I do not. You have a folding chair from my basement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the chair. Well, so, yeah, I guess that makes sense. We could get you a new chair. Um, let's see. I'll tell you what, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you can like this video uh, and we get 50 likes, we'll get Nick a new chair. Hashtag. Get Nick a new chair. Get, get Nick a new chair. That's a great hashtag. Let's 50 start likes. that movement. I mean, let's let's go. Fifty likes. Not a big deal. Um, all right, we'll we'll address that. Hopefully, next video you have a new chair. That'd yeah, we'll be, see. That'd be cool. But Come on, people, don't let Nick down. It's fine. Yeah, uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay if you don't. It's okay. So today, this video on YouTube, this podcast, everything is going to be about reports. We know you need this video because a lot of people, uh, again. A, don't know what reports to run. I didn't know what reports to run no. when, when I was coming up. I just kind of did whatever and then kind of <laughs> grew from there. <laughs> like I yeah. just, it, was, it was tough. Nobody told me this is what you need to do. This is what you need to look at. Uh, so let's just dive into it. Like yeah. Let's talk about... Also, well, hold on. First yeah. things first, before we dive into reports, yes. we need to let everybody know that we are CDK boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, very important. We know CDK. We can run yes. CDK reports. Yes. That's the um, abbreviations we're going to use today are CDK yes. abbreviations. Um, I'm sure that these reports exist in AutoSoft, Reynolds and Reynolds, other whatever DMS you use. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I just don't know what they're called. Yeah. No. So I know Reynolds and Reynolds is more like number based. Sure. I so think like I, I just won't know what these reports are called there. But the, the general information is the same. Still stuff you need to look at. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just so you know, this yeah, is all we are CDK. CDK this is all CDK based. Um, I don't know, it's a lot of years with CDK and uh, not really anything with Reynolds and Reynolds other than just what I know I've heard. 
Like so, like yeah. I said, I think Reynolds and Reynolds is number based, and each DMS is different, does things a little differently. And I'll tell you what, with CDK, even uh, you go into ten different dealerships, and ten different dealerships use CDK differently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, but yeah, that's a good disclaimer. This is all CDK. So if you need to, I know they have a resource like Reynolds and Reynolds has a uh, transfer, like a command transfer between CDK and Reynolds and Reynolds to help people who are new uh, to Reynolds and Reynolds. So. We're going to talk CDK reports, but if you need to, I'm sure there are resources out there to translate these to your DMS. So, yeah, that was the disclaimer. That's a good disclaimer. Right, right off the top, yeah. That's good. I think that's good. So, moving into reports. So, what are, would you say, is probably the most important reports to run? Uh, well, that depends, yeah. um, based on what you're doing. So when I walk into a department for the first time, yep. um, the two things I want to run right off the bat is a monthly summary report mm -hmm. and a benchmark report. Definitely. Um, from the manager report options. Yes. Monthly summary has all kinds of information mm -hmm. for you. I mean, yes. it shows your your sales, your gross, returns. I mean, it, it gives you everything you might need. It's like a good snapshot and a yeah. good bird's eye view of things. You can drill down in things in other reports. But like if you're looking, especially like you said, coming into a department, uh, and you want to see just a snapshot of what's going on, your turn rate, fill rate, uh, yeah, obsolescence. So that shows up on the benchmark, yeah. the turn rate and fill rate. Yes, um, those are good. Yeah, those are super good to see because right yeah. off the bat, you'll be able to see uh, if you're using SOR, is it being utilized correctly, um, what your fill rate is. Because yep. if you walk in and see you have a 100% fill rate, uh, you know things probably aren't working yeah. the way that You're not tracking they, emergency purchases yeah. or lost sales or, you know, it gives you a, red flags. Yeah. And that's what I love about most reports. And what I look at as a manager, I skim through reports and look for red flags. Yeah, definitely. I, I think both of these benchmark um, and the monthly summary provide that. I think those are good. Definitely probably the most important, I would say, especially if you're doing month-end reconciliation and, uh, you know, everything else. It just really gives you, like, a foundation to look at and see what, yeah. what's there or what's right. happening. And, you know, you might look and right off the bat, you might see your inventory says one thing, but you look at the shelves and you're like, that uh, doesn't seem that right. Doesn't it seem seems right. like right. I should have a lot more or a lot less. Yeah. You know? Or how so, many parts you have on AP status and, like, yeah, different yeah. sources. And your statuses, how many sources you're running. Yep. I mean, and it's just right when you get in to look at those, it's yeah. great. And then yeah. even if you don't understand all the data on that, yep. I think it's good to print that and keep those. Oh, yeah. And then follow up with that. Keep it every month or, you know, print yep. one every month and keep it in a file. Um, it's, it's just good to see it because... Mm -hmm. You can even if you don't know, like I said, you can always go back and be like, "Well, where were we six months ago right. when I didn't yeah. know anything?" Right. Oh, look, right. I, we now I see what happened, yeah. and I've changed, and this has changed. Yeah. And now that we're doing lost sales, oh my god! Now, now I can look at my fill rate and see it's a lot more accurate, and we need to do this to adjust to make this higher and better and more efficient. Uh, but yeah, I'd say those two reports. If you haven't ran those, um, you need to run them. And if you are new to a department or you're new as a manager, run your monthly summary and run your benchmark immediately because those those will tell you everything that you need to know. And if you don't know what you're looking at, still run them. Send yeah. us, uh, you know, we can help you out. Like we can help you look at your stuff and tell you what's what. So just remember, we are a resource. We're a resource yeah, for, just, for yeah, you guys. That's so it, yeah. if you ever need help with something, just reach out. Um, so moving on to like other daily things, like I'll go through some stuff that I run daily. Um, and we do scanning, we have a scanner, so 
That's nice. Um, yeah, that's. I wouldn't say that's common, but yeah, scanning yeah. in stock orders is a nice thing to have. So if you are scanning in your stock orders with a with a CDK scanner or whatever kind of scanner, uh, first thing I'll run is PSRS, which is basically it just shows everything that was scanned, uh, and it shows an exception report. So. The exception report will show things that are scanned in, but then have an order attached to them. So you can look at those and say, do I need to receipt this in? Do I not? But if it was scanned, it's you, there. Yeah. you know it was physically there to scan. You Why is it here? It doesn't right. have an order in the system, but it was scanned here. So how did we get it? Why did we get it? Most times it's like, uh, you know, just at the end of the day, it got thrown in on the stock order at the last minute, but we didn't tag that order to the order in CDK. So... You know, it's it came here because you ordered it, but you didn't put it in the uh, actual like uh, in RA. So the system says, I don't know what to do with this. So you tell me. So it's a great report. You got to be running that if you are running with a scanner. Um, another one is RPA. So if you're using SOR, which you should be, RA is or RPA is a very good report that shows parts that came in for an open SOR, but hasn't been relieved or hasn't been printed filled filled. yeah it hasn't been filled filled to the ro or invoice yes so i'll look at that like when i'm doing wholesale and getting my drivers ready what came in maybe something came in off back order that had an sor made two months ago and it came in and you don't have that paper in front you don't have the sor in front of you and let's be honest i mean now it's everything's coming off pretty much back orders are (laughs) constant and with every manufacturer as far as i can tell yeah so yeah, you're going to get a lot of stuff off back order at random times, and you're probably not going to have the paperwork in front of you anymore. Nope. I mean, maybe you will, and if you do, that's great. Yeah. If you don't, this will at least tell you, hey, wait a minute, you have a part here for this customer, for yep. this order. Yep. Do you want to fill it? Yep. And it's great. I mean, I run that, and that so many times. Before running this, like, we would send the drivers out, and then... You know, we come to find out we got this part in, and they're like, oh, we got we got to drive there again. Well, yeah, my driver was just there. He just went to stop in the morning. Right. So and now he's got to go again. Yeah. So it catches a lot of that and helps you be more efficient uh, with wholesale and service, too. Uh, just being able to know what came in off back order. Great report. RPA. Uh, RRH is a huge report. You need to be doing this. Um, I'll run this after I post everything in in the morning. And then I reconcile my invoices from. Should we tell them yeah, who so we what, work with? Ford, no. right? Well, well, too oh, late. Too late Ford. Um, <laughs> We're Ford boys. But you should also tell them what RRH does. Yeah. So, so RRH. Here, you tell them. RRH. What RRH will do is it'll show you everything posted to the accounts you select that day. Yes. Or whatever date you choose, but usually we run it every day. Yeah. Um, so you can see what you posted your inventory. Yep. And what's great about that is you can take that information and match it up against your invoices from the factory that were yep. supposed to be there that day and say, oh, wait a minute, I was shorted three pieces. Or, yep. you know, this came in, that's great, it matches up here. Um, and one place I worked, we used, uh, we had to post all aftermarket parts as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we used it for that too. So yeah. that's a big change also is you run it in the morning yes. to verify against Ford shippers. Yes. I would run mine at the end of the day, right. and I would take all my invoices, yes. packing lists, and run it at the end of the day yes. against everything before I yep. distributed the paperwork where yeah. I had to go. And that's a best practice. I mean, honestly, to do that at the end of the day. For me to do it with what we're doing, it would involve a lot of movement and things. And it, it's something that we probably honestly should be doing is that. But we get so many parts in from all over. Uh, it makes it difficult. But... Best practice, especially if you're in a smaller operation, is run RRH at the end of the day, 
post in all your aftermarket stuff. Uh, and then you can take your your shippers or your invoices from your manufacturer, and you can take all your invoices from third parties or you know outside sources, and then you can reconcile those. So it basically catches if you posted something in too many times, or if you didn't post something in, it catches those errors, and then also helps you reconcile against the manufacturer on a daily basis. Yeah, so I've seen it. Uh, it's worked a lot in my time yeah. um, finding things that were double or triple posted. Yep. Yep. Um, and it could just be something silly, like there were multiple orders in the system. Somebody went in and posted all of yep. those orders yep. instead of just one of right. them. Um, or, so you're you're matching and you say, wait a minute, I have three of these, but I've only been billed for one. Yeah. Something's not right. Or and, you posted it and then I posted it and then another person posted right. it. You know, So then and it's I mean, like, ugh. In one day, that might not affect your department oh that God. much. Over but time, if yeah. you never look at this and you're doing that every day for yep. a month, yep. you could add $100,000 to your inventory Absolutely. easily. And, and it's not, not there. And if you're not watching it. And then it's frustrating because in the last podcast we talked about efficiency and the four pillars uh and then that that's what can kill you is you go to the shelf and you show two on hand and you have zero well come to find out it was misposted yeah. two weeks ago double posted and yeah now what yeah so now i mean that's what rrh does and uh it's very important and we're spending a lot of time on certain reports that i think we feel are very important uh we might just kind of gloss over a couple other ones but these are really important like rrh is something you should be doing if you're not doing it you should be implementing it and it's now, fairly like easy today. to set up in cdk it's a couple yeah. steps and also just sidebar the cdk community section yeah has a ton of answers good resource so you can go to the parts tab yep. over there and search the community and you'll find a lot of answers yes. to your questions yes so hey what report can i run to do this and right. somebody will probably tell you what yeah. report to look at yeah that is actually a really good resource and that was one resource i think we both utilized a lot uh and when we talk about being self-taught i think that that we contribute a lot of success to is just that community on cdk and i'm sure reynolds and reynolds or whoever has a maybe has a community uh, where you can just post a question and then boom, you know, you get an answer or forums too. Like, yeah. if, like we have yep. with Ford, we have a Ford forum, which is both entertaining and educational, but um, <laughs> it's a good resource also like, Hey, how do I do this? You know, if you're new to Ford, that's a good resource. Uh, you know, we're also a good resource. So, you know, Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, moving mean, on to no bin report. So this is a fun report that shows anything that is obviously on hand with no bin assigned to it. So what I'll do every day is I'll, I'll run this, give it to Nick, and he kind of goes around and hunts these things down and fixes anything that is on hand. And most of the time, it's not so much an error as it is just something needs to be put in a bin. Yeah, it could be a new part. It yeah. could just be special order parts right. that need to go in a special order bin. Yep. Um, it's kind of hits all those marks it's just yes. parts that you don't have a spot for so right. if you sold it right now yeah where would you get it from right and it's, it's here but where right. is it at? where is it at so i mean that's something that we do on a daily basis every morning uh just to make sure there's nothing getting out of control could you imagine not doing that could you imagine not running some of these reports ever it would just a no bin <laughs> report yeah you just walk around trying to find a part that you don't know where it could be right. somebody could have put it on any shelf in yes. any section of the department at any yeah. point who, who knows who where knows it's at. it could be in someone's pocket now i have seen some departments run instead of not having a bin they have mm. ns yes. set up as a default bin no stock good, good call um, yes so same idea. Instead of mm -hmm. running report no bin, you would run a yeah. special CDK report just to pull all that yeah. bin, which would yeah. be no stock. Yeah. And that's all stuff that doesn't have a spot. Yep. And the same thing, you would assign it yep. where it goes from there. Yeah, these reports, 
some of these reports are actually just built like on an English on CDK. It's an English English statement statement yeah, processor. And yeah. then uh, some of them, though, if you just reach out to your DMS and say, "I need a report that does this," they can build it for you and tell you how to run it and tell you how to run it. Um, but yeah, that is a good one. And yeah, that's true because a lot of actually where we're at now, I think it's the only place I've been that has a no bin. I think everywhere else I've been has been NS. The or bin defaults S. to no stock. And yeah. then you're like, well, okay, where's that? Right. So you can run a report that just, whether you have no bin or your default bin is S or NS, whatever. Yeah, whatever it may be. But yeah, that's something to keep an eye on too yeah. because that can just get because out of control. You, you might run no bin every day and see that every part has a bin. Yeah. You know, a third of those parts are in your no stock bin. Where are so they? So where's that? <laughs> Where actually are they? Yeah, exactly. Uh, next report would be uh, source change. This is what I do for Ford because we do have different sources. We have a Motorcraft source. We have a Ford source. We have aftermarket sources. We have multiple sources. We And mostly because of just how Ford is. And, you know, if you're with GM, you've got AC Delco. And, I mean, it's it's tough. And you should be separating them because you should be doing a stock order for your Motorcrafts, you know, or your easy-to-get. Or parts that, like, if you order one through your manufacturer, you're going to get 100 of them. So it's easier to get those from you know, another supplier, whatever it is. That's but specific to Ford. I don't yeah. know how the other manufacturers are. I know yeah. one I've worked for, we had seven sources, yeah. but they were all updated automatically from the price tape. Right, right. So that's a little bit of a change yeah. too with Ford having to manually change yeah. some parts from some sources yep. to other sources. Yeah. So um, this might not apply to you, but I mean, if it does, if you're with Ford or you're with a manufacturer that has like separate... Yeah. Entities like Motorcraft and Ford, uh, you know, you, you should be running those in separate separate bins. And that was that bin or that report was built by CDK. So I mean, again, it was something that just reached out, said, "Hey, need a report? Shows this. Uh, do it. Run it. Great." And that was all done by CDK. It was done by the DMS. Yeah, they'll set it up for you. You just yeah. got to ask what you tell them what you want. Just tell them what you want. Yeah, what you it. really really want. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> uh, so then, and let's see. Terrible disappointment. <laughs> Moving on to MIS. This is like a essential report, and if you're a manager, you need to be looking at your MIS every day. Uh, it's a monthly income statement, and uh, it basically just shows your sales, gross, percentages. Um, you know what's going into certain things. It, again, going through this and just looking at red flags. Like, does something stand out? Why are tires only at one percent? gross profit right yeah can you imagine if you saw your wholesale was at a one percent gross profit margin that would be but weird you knew that you were selling a ton of wholesale <laughs> yeah. why is it like that something's wrong yeah you know you some, gotta kind of gotta look at that and yeah. drill down and see what's going on exactly what your internal margin is yep. um you know think about that like if you've been selling part if you're maybe you have a counter guy who's selling parts to the shop and he's selling them at the wrong markup entirely yeah Right. Whether that's just internal or customer pay, yeah. you could be losing thousands of dollars yes. every month. Yes. And it might just be as simple as like, hey, man. Don't do that. <laughs> could you not do that anymore? Yeah. Please. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, again, a lot of these reports are just to like kind of take a quick snapshot of things and then just drill down if you see issues. Um, but if you're not looking at the broad scope of these things, uh, again, you could be losing thousands of dollars in gross, which affects your pay. I mean, let's be honest. Um, okay. So I guess when do we run certain reports? Let's talk about like daily, monthly, yearly, like what is like, we talked about a lot of the things that we do daily. 
what's some reports that we run uh, just like on a monthly basis, like bins? We do bin checks throughout yeah. the month, so RBB. Yeah, so um, the ma- the monthly summary and the benchmark should be run at least every month, maybe twice yeah. or three times a month just to get more information. If there's issues, yeah, yeah if you're having to, issues and just tracking. Just to see those. So that's, yeah. that's a daily, that's not a daily, that's a monthly type yeah. report. Yeah. Um, RBB, report by bin. Yep. That is going to be great for your bin checks, for yep. your perpetual inventories, for yep. your actual inventory. And yep. the way you can sort that, too, is huge because you can run a chunk of bins yeah. in numeric order, and yep. it'll sort it the way CDK says mm-hmm. the numeric system should work. Yeah, might not match what you think, but that's the way it's going to show up. And right. it's also going to show the way that it's going to show up on inventory. Right. When the company comes in and do inventory, yep. those parts will be in that same order, Yeah, which will help you get things in the correct Order. sequence yeah, yeah you know. so that when they come in they can just go do 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 all the way down and they're like oh my god this place is amazing right it's so much cleaner it's so much more efficient yeah. that's the point right you know, we want everything to be in order as best we can yes. rbb is great for that yep uh and daily things too like um i don't know what do we run at the end of the day like i guess just our sales report uh like i'll look at our dir which is your daily invoice report and I may have just made that up. I don't know. Yeah, so it sounds good, though. DIR. <laughs> I mean, they, all the letters mean something. They so do. That's good. They do. Yeah. I Acronyms. I never ran DIR, so that's not. DIR is like that's a, a... That's a you thing. That's not a me thing. That's a me thing. I run that because I, I can show what we did in wholesale. I show exactly what we did in wholesale uh, for that day. And it's a it's it's just nice to look at and track. If you're tracking, if, if your sales are going down in wholesale... It's a good thing to kind of just look at a daily basis. I caught something the other day that uh, I sorted my DIR by gross profit percentage, and we were negative a thousand percent gross profit percentage on something, and something just wasn't billed out at the right price. But I caught it by looking at DIR. So that's you just, just would have never seen that. That no, would have just been it would have just gone, been lost printed, money. Gone, right. yeah. And the 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 shop that got it would have been like, ha, <laughs> free sweet money. deal. Nice. I'm going to buy from them all the <laughs> right, time. We're going to use them all the time now. And then we're going to return everything. <laughs> we're going to return anything. That's anyways. what we do anyways. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how parts work nowadays. Uh, so those are good daily, like monthly, you know, the monthly summary, the benchmark, yearly reports, I think just doing perpetual bin checks, RBB throughout the year. Yeah, and that's more like an inventory type thing. You're going to run certain reports just yeah. at inventory time, which we're not even going to talk about because that didn't, if you're doing your inventory yourself, you need to run certain reports if you're paying a company to do it right you they'll run everything you need and you'll yes. just have to do your bin checks ahead of time yep um yep. so it's not really i don't think that that's necessary right um things to look at though mm-hmm. um certain functions in cdk yeah iro yeah uh inventory replenishment options now this isn't a report but right. this is your setups for yep. your sources this is huge this is defining your parameters mm-hmm. for phase in phase yep. out yep no stock retention. Yep. And it's going to tell your DMS what to do with parts. Right. Um, some of these are dictated by the manufacturer. Yes. Some of these are not dictated by the manufacturer. Yep. Um, but the ones that aren't, if you're getting like weird stock orders and you're getting a lot of one part or you're, you say you sell this part all the time, but it's not coming up on your stock order, look at IRO because the answer lies in there. It pro- Yeah, it probably does. Imagine if you had a... a phase in parameter set at like 24 in six years you yep. have to sell 24 you'll never get that part in no it's going to take forever yes you know you need to be looking at things like fast moving parts it should yes. be one demand in three months yeah. you should probably stock that part right but if it's set up wrong right your orders are going to be incredibly far yeah. off you're going to be missing a lot of parts that you should have yep and, and that's only if you don't have a, a rim system in place but right. also 
the parts that aren't controlled by your manufacturer through a rim program, mm-hmm. you need to know what to stock too because right. that doesn't catch everything. Yeah, because if you're doing if you run a stock order and something is not showing up there or something showing up there that you've never even sold or something, maybe there was a lost sale posted and now it thinks that you need it. Something is messed up in IRO. Something is messed up in your source, uh, your ordering setups. There was yeah, I mean I, I remember a specific example I had where. Um, sold one bumper cover for yeah. a very old vehicle yeah. and it wanted me to stock it. Yeah. Couldn't understand why it went to IRO looked that source had been set up to phase in one and three as if it was fast moving. Right. It had parts for very old vehicles. Yeah. So clearly I don't need to stock that. Yeah. And I have no right. return on it. Then yep. there's no reason to take up space, but yeah. I wouldn't have seen that if no. I didn't check my source parameters and see what yeah. my setups were. And that's the thing. That's why, that's why we're doing this. Like there's a lot of parts managers that will take over a department don't know these things and don't know. I didn't know this stuff. Like when I took over to department, no, I was yeah. just kind of like, uh, oh, why are we getting this? I don't know. Like, let me just, when I run the stock order, I'm just going to every day take it off. Or if Pro- I find something, I'm going to add it to it. Instead of like having your setups properly set up to where it's all automated and you can just look at, you're just being presented parts by your system that should be getting stocked. Right. You know? Things you should have. And I mean, I mean, probably a lot of us have walked into a department to find yeah. an order sitting in RA that says do not post yeah. because it's 800 lines of parts that right. were suggested at one point, but the manager at the time didn't want to stock. So yep. he just put on an order to make it look like they were on order. Right. Yeah. That can get tricky as well. Yeah. And, and I think that is a crucial that like that's a big one. That's like something you day one, you come into a department you look at that because that could get really wonky and you get know. a $40,000 stock order yeah. and it's been sitting there for the course of three to four years right. building up because, yeah. and most of those parts, you don't even need to stock anymore. And if you right. deleted it and re-ran it, yep. you still wouldn't be asked to stock them. So yeah. And just, for all you know, the, the manager before you might've just been doing a stock order on pad and paper. Or something. Yeah. You have no idea. And then you go in and do an I, you, you, you set up IRE or you do a stock order and all this stuff shows up and you're just like, what is all this? What, what am I going to do with all this? Right. And that's a good segue to IRE versus SDK. Yes. IRE versus SDK. So, uh, I always ran IRE and then when I came to where I'm at now, I started doing SDK and I found, this is a good, this is a good, uh, practice. I hate SDK. <laughs> I didn't mind it because I like working on paper. I'm opposed to SDK. I liked it because especially with Ford and everything, there's like things that I just like to, I like paper and writing, but like IRE is, is superior. I will say that. Um, SDK is a little outdated, but um, if you, this is something that we found working together. So we were, I was doing SDK for a long time and uh, you know, I liked what I was being given what I was seeing. Um, Nick came in and we started doing IRE a little bit more and I started, there I started was a discrepancy. Yeah, yeah, there was a huge difference between what IRE wanted and STK wanted. Right. So I was always, that's why I was always like, well, I just like STK better. But you came in and you said, hey, let's look at IRO. Let's look at the setups. And we did. And some of the setups were a little needing of tweaking. Yeah. So the motorcraft setups were uh, yeah. not bringing stuff in. Yep correctly so it was it was limiting quantity the day supply was down right um so it just wasn't stocking enough right. of maintenance parts yes which, which is S- weird because sdk showed some not all but it showed more than what was on ire right hence why i liked sdk better but that's a good example though like instead of me just saying let me look into this let me dial in and see go into iro and see what's set up i was just kind of going with it and like 
daily, 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 daily. You know, we could have been short on some filters. We could have stocked some more stuff, you know, whatever. But um, I think that's a good example. Just having, you know, having, uh, you know, a team like is important. Yeah. You know, because. Well, and I think you need to know both ways, too. I yeah. think knowing both things is critical um, yeah. because maybe SDK works better for you. Um, yeah. It doesn't work better for me in any of the places I've been. Right. Um, but it might work better for you. It could be a thing. I don't know. I'm not sitting in your department. Right. Uh, I just know that using IRE, I liked it better because I could see my sales, my, yes. you know, 12 month sales, six month sales, best stocking levels, what I currently have. It shows you everything digitally on a screen. So IRE um, does need to be noted that you do need to launch IRE through the drive tab in the top left corner. If mm -hmm. you're using the old DMS, yes. um, we don't use CDK drive. No, we don't. But some of these reports, some of this information, you do have to launch up in the top corner. Yep. It comes up in a drive format, but yep. it's, it's okay. It's not like using drive for billing parts out. It right. doesn't look weird. You'll understand when you launch one and see. Yeah. It, it's and drive. That's a whole nother podcast is drive versus DMS, yeah. you know, cause some people really like that new screen. <laughs> some people, some, some people, people who can think correctly and really like the old screen, <laughs> right. the old DMS setting. Well, that makes sense. I think it's just how you were trained, but sure. like, I mean, how you were brought up or how you were trained. Like I was brought up on DMS and before like to date myself, but like we were doing the green screen and like everything was done on the green screen and then it shifted to like web suite. And then that was all, you know, the same kind of old screen. But then what, like 2008 or something like that, Drive came out, and I was like, Pleh. actually, at first I was excited about it. I was like, oh my God, this is great. We're getting an updated system. Finally, like we're going to merge into the 21st century. Turns out it's not good. Turns out it's not good, and I still <laughs> use the old screen to this day. Yeah, so that's how it works. What we're training new people on is the same exact thing that we learned I don't know, 20 years ago. Right. So well, like, it works the same in drive. It's just more click. So if you know the yeah. old thing, you can move to the new thing if we had to. I if mean, we it had is, to, If yeah. it is what it is. I mean, I just, there's, I that's, a whole, to. that's a whole nother video. That's actually a pretty good video, I think. But yeah. um, um, custom reports. Custom reports. Let's talk about that. Yeah, touch on that real quick. So custom reports is basically what we kind of talked about. Like DMS, like contact your DMS. If there is something that you're looking for, if there's something uh, that you want to see done or ran a certain way, um, don't think you got to build it yourself. Because uh, English statements are really it's, it's so, so hard to build an English report. It's so scratch. difficult. Yeah, if you're doing it from scratch, it's very tough. And it takes a lot of trial and error. And yeah. it's probably going to be wrong for the majority of the time. And you yep. have to try to keep tweaking it. Yep. It takes time. Yep. It's hard. It is. And it's, and it's so but hard. Your DMS is there. Like the support is there, especially with CDK. If I need something built because I want to look at something, all I do is I contact CDK. I say, this is what I want. This is what I need. Uh, I want it to be ran by these parameters. Uh, can you do it? And usually I get, yeah, it's uh, report number 45 in SGR. And it's like, oh, great. Cool. Right. That's, that's yeah. I mean, that an example of that is I wanted a report that showed our entire upstairs bins, yes. except I wanted to be able to export it to Excel. Yep. And remove certain bins like bumpers and stuff. So I yeah. could kind of get a better idea of what order the parts should be in upstairs. Yep. And I wanted to export in Excel in the same format as the RBB would show it. Yes. Which you can't sort that way in Excel. So it's a whole thing. But, right. you know, I was able to get a report built yep. that would print the way I wanted to, that I could export and sort and stack and remove things. And it just, yeah, yeah it makes things easier when you have some support to build the stuff for you. Yeah. If I had to build that report from scratch, yeah. I would still be trying to build it. Yep. It, it takes it's, forever. It does. And it, it, you, you, 
ugh, it's disgusting how you have to try to build a report. But use your DMS. I mean, the ultimate lesson here is use your DMS, use the resources, use them uh, as much as possible. Um, let's talk about getting a dialed-in routine or getting a routine dialed in. Uh, like it's, yeah, either way, whatever you want. <laughs> however you want to word it. To you. It's your call. <laughs> Semantics. You're in charge here. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> What are you doing? Hey, uh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just getting your thing dialed in every day. Uh, this has taken me now four years to get my morning kind of dialed in. It's just a lot of tweaking, and it's not something that you have to figure out in one day, in your first day. Right, and it's going to depend on the size of your department, how many parts yeah. you have, what's going on in the morning. Yep. Um, I My routine at the place I was at before was, I mean, pretty much – took a few months to get mm -hmm. set up, but mm -hmm. I mean, it was a lot easier going in the morning than yeah. it was at where we're at now. Yeah. Um, so things just flowed, you know, come yep. in, do the order and then start running reports, rolling invoices, rolling ROs, special orders. You just go through the steps yeah. and you just got to learn what works best for you and what actually flows and functions yes. well. And one, sometimes one report will lead into another. Like I can't do RPA until I run PSRS, because not everything is 100% in the system yet. Yeah, so, make sure everything's posted before yeah. you run to make sure that you're filling all the orders for parts yep. that came in. I mean, yep. Or your no-bin report. Like, don't run your no-bin report before you run your... Fill your invoices, yeah. yeah. Don't run no-bin before you do RPA, because right. now you have a bunch of parts that are actually just going to be sold right away right. to a special order, and <laughs> the guy you giving your, your, your no-bin report to is going, wait a minute. Wait, what, I think this, all these we, parts are going out the door. <laughs> we just got it this morning. We just sold it. I just looked in PDA. Right. Come on. Yeah, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Uh, not that that happens. Not that that ever happens, ever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just getting your thing in. So, like, I have on the side of my computer, I just have, like, a little sheet, and it just shows all the command prompts, and I just follow that every day. And I know that's, like, the best practice, the best ideal day is me to run run this stuff in a certain order and I just try to follow that. And then, you know, cause you're always sidetracked and you're always getting, you know, T-boned or pulled off in other ways. T-boned. T -boned. Yep. You're always getting T-boned. Just <laughs> people are always running into you from the side. It's just a nightmare. <laughs> it's terrible. Traffic people are cars. like, what kind of department do you work? <laughs> oh my God. It's bumper cars. <laughs> it's a blast. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you get a phone call or you get a technician at the counter, you know, you get sidetracked. You get, you get pulled in different directions, especially as a manager, you get pulled in so many different directions. Having that, like, this is my, like, I don't know, my my plan, you know? To-do list. It's a good to-do list. to-do list. Yeah, exactly. And you run it in this order. So if you do get sidetracked, you can go back and be like, okay, yeah, boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, next thing you know, your day's done. Um, but, yeah, getting a routine dialed in is super important. I, I'm structure-oriented. I You know, I have to have, like, that daily structure. If I get out of that daily structure... I get kind of like feel weird. a little bit yeah. off. I just don't it feel just right. Doesn't feel right. Yeah. yeah. And that, that affects the whole, whole day. So just staying on track is important. Um, I think, should we talk about SOR? Just maybe touch on it real quick. Yeah. Using SOR versus not using SOR. Oh so have you worked in a department that didn't run SOR? Yes. Until I got there. What was that like? Terrible. Um, <laughs> right. So screenshots of yeah. quotes yeah. that just then the part comes in and it goes on a shelf and then nobody knows to roll it or yep. if it's here or yep. who it's actually for or if that order's been filled because you just you have no idea. Right. Is there something here for this customer? Who knows? I don't know. Let me go look on the shelf. Yeah. Ugh. Let me go look at shelf number three and see if there's a part here with a print screen of a quote attached for this person. Yeah. yeah it doesn't work. It's, it's cringy. It, it hurts. <laughs> it, it's disgusting. Like, when, especially when using it and walking to a new department that doesn't use SOR. Yeah. So then you're like, uh, where, 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 the, where's the customer's parts? Right. Oh, we don't know. It's on that shelf. Know. It's on that shelf over there. That shelf? 
with 700 other parts? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. I'll find it. That's yeah. cool. Oh, but, we just we put those on top of the rotors. <laughs> yeah, we just put yeah, that's fine. <laughs> or the bumpers, you know, the, the bumper boxes. Yeah, we just throw all the special order stuff on top of that. Yeah, I mean, so. service will figure it out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they come for something, we just go look in that pile of stuff. Every time? Oh, Every yeah. time. Yeah. Been there. Every time. Yeah. Been there. Change yeah. that. That's if it's terrible. not there, we don't know. You know, maybe it's in stock. I guess we'll reorder it. We'll just reorder another what one. What are we even What ordering? are you doing? <laughs> what are we ordering? Because you don't even know what you're ordering at that point. Oh, my God. Like, it's, it's hard. You do a print screen. Part Ooh. comes in. Uh, that part goes on a shelf somewhere. Yep. The print screen paper gets blown away in the wind because yep. every department's super windy yeah. all the time for some reason. <laughs> every parts department just, there's wind right. tunnel. It blows always a wind all the tunnel. paperwork away. Yeah. Um, so then a customer comes in. Do we have a part here for them? I don't know. What are we supposed to have? I don't know. We ordered it last time. Yep. There's no notes on the RO that was closed. There's no SOR. There's no pick ticket. There's no quote. There's nothing for this customer. So now you're like, well, I huh? guess re-diagnose it and I guess we'll just order it again. It and then again. the same thing happens. happens over and over uh, and over. And this crushes your four pillars. Ugh. Accuracy's Efficiency. gone. Efficiency's gone. gone. Cleanliness <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist. It's all, it's all garbage. floor collapsed. There's a hole in the floor. There's a hole in the floor. Goes the That's where the SOR parts go. You just throw <laughs> you them just in the hole in the floor. There's a guy down there, I think. I don't know. Yeah, there's a guy in the back. He just lives in the hole. Puts everything away for you. Yeah, it's it's a good system. Is it for right? somebody? We don't know. We, we don't have no know. idea. It's just it works for us. You know, SOR is does huge. It, does it work? Yeah, Special SOR requests should be used. Oh my god! So when I got to where we're at now, uh, we were not using SOR, and everything was like, especially for wholesale, was being built into a negative. And the problem with this was that th this was our setup. This is how things were done. So customer calls in, order a part, charge it on an invoice into a negative. That then goes into a pile that gets hand put into the uh, manufacturer to order. And then that part will come in. We cross it off the list, send it out. Terrible. Terrible Terrible idea. system. Yeah, because... Also, um, hand typing each part into yeah. an order takes forever. If you're hand typing your order in still in 2022... It's a probably a lack of efficiency. Yes, you need to learn how to transfer, data transfer your orders over. And you can do that with SOR. And you, there's so many. This is like probably a video in itself on the proper process to do special orders. But maybe that'll be a video coming up. But like to hit on this quickly, that works if like that part comes in and goes out. No problems. Great. This is 2022. Every it's, part's on back order for yeah. months. So if you have... No parts are available anywhere ever. If you have a line or an order with 10 lines on it, and five of those are on back order. You're charging out all those parts into a negative. Five of those parts come in, five of them you don't. So what we would do is write WEO on the invoices, send that out. Shop started calling in, complaining, why are you billing me for parts that I'm not receiving? And then we're reliant on creating another quote to have those parts on. It's just, a, it's just in 2022, with the back orders the way they are, you can't do that kind of stuff. You, you should be doing SOR, have SOR set up properly, utilize it, train everybody, get everybody on SOR if you're not using SOR, um, and then you can data transfer your order over, and then everything's tagged for who it's supposed to go to, and you can roll invoices and partial invoices, and it just makes sense. It's just so much more efficient. Um, than Save you so much time and Chasing headaches. your tail. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you're not using SOR, um, I think it just comes down to just not being trained properly on it. I, I think we, I remember when I first went from not using SOR to using SOR, we had a rep come in from the manufacturer that trained us on how to do it. Um, 
And when we first started doing it, it was weird. It was hard. It was like, ugh, you know, it's out of your comfort zone. But then the more you use it, the more you get into it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is nice. It just makes sense. It yeah. feels good. It feels right. It I feels, can see everything. feels good. You can, And then, too, yeah, somebody calls in, hey, where's my part? You can go into um, SPI, which is a good report. Or SOR search or on SOR the side search. part if you're in CDK. Yeah. And you can just type in the customer number or name or, or VIN name. number whatever or part got. number. Yeah. Whatever information you have. And it'll tell you if there's a special order for that customer. Yep. And you can click on it and, and see when it was ordered. Was it receded? No. Okay, yeah. well, that's not here yet. Sorry. And then you can dig into your back orders. Yes. And that, that's a huge thing for customer service. I mean, if a customer calls in and they say, hey, when am I going to get this part? What part? What part? And the then part you're I like, oh, let me put you on hold. And then you got to go ask four different people in your department. And then nobody knows. And then you have no way. That page got blown away in the wind. And now what? Now you got to tell your customer, honestly, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> let me dig into this. I'll call you back. Yeah, I'll call you back. You sound horrible. That sounds horrible. If I'm a body shop and I call, I want like now. I want to know. I want to know now. And if you're able to look at a screen and see where it's at, and you're able to tell that customer in like two minutes, two seconds, like what, uh, when that part's coming or when it got ordered and the process and where it's at, it just goes to customer satisfaction. That customer has more confidence in you. Um, How to not lose customers. Yeah, exactly. You want to lose customers. If your competition is running with SOR and you're not, oh my God. Like that would be terrible. sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, man. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Use SOR. So, um, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to touch on? I think that about wraps it up. I think that's good. Other than my chair. Yeah, yeah. The chair the still chair, sucks. The chair still sucks. Uh, fifty likes. Come on, guys. YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us fifty likes, and uh, we'll get Nick a new chair. Hashtag get Nick a new chair. If you don't, it's okay. I understand. I mean. I'm understanding. John's not. I'm not. I want him to have a new chair, but we need 50 likes. It's kind of a thing. All right. All right. That's it. So thanks for watching. We will see you guys and hear you guys in the next one. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye.